Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm going to be your host, Barry Carlin. So just a brief little bit about me before we start. Um, I'm a graphic designer based in Dublin. Uh, I worked a little in the music scene for about five to six years now, but I've wanted to start this podcast for quite a while. I think anybody who's spoken to me has probably heard me go on and on and on about it. But uh, obviously with recent current events, I wasn't able to record it in a studio, but I thought there wasn't a better time to record it from the safety of my bedroom through Zoom calls. So none of the guests that I actually have on, I'll be actually meeting. We'll all be talking over Zoom. But uh, yeah, anyway. So the very first guests that we're going to have on the podcast are Gavin and Taryn of Experimental Instrumental Band by Curious. I'm a huge, huge by Curious fan. I, I genuinely, absolutely adore what they do. So it's, it was amazing to have them on as the very, very first guest. And I was very nervous and very excited about it. But anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. Uh, we're going to get on the episode and hope you enjoy Okay, we'll get going. So this is the first episode of the Who Art Thou podcast, and today we'll be talking to Gav and Taryn from By Curious. So how, guys, how are you doing? Good to see you all. I'm good. I was, hello. 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 I was saying to uh, Gav, Taryn, that this is like our second podcast after Knockenstock and after following you guys around for five hours and questioning like 60 hours and 60 hours and 60 questions an hour, like... But um... yeah, um, it's actually our third because we also had uh, other voices as well. Where are you? Oh, yeah. It was like probably 60 <laughs> questions in an hour. It was like the same question 60 times. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. It uh, I well, so, yeah. I do remember. <laughs> I do remember that night. I remember waking. <laughs> I remember uh, waking up beside um, Shay uh, from somebody's child. And oh, I definitely should have been telling this story on the podcast. No, I'll tell it anyway. And um, he, he, I woke up. I should be telling it this early on in anyway. But he woke up, and the first thing he said was, "Barry, you shit the bed." And I was like, "No, I didn't." And I turned, and the um, the cloth down the side of the bed, like the bed sheet, was all like brown, like like brown liquid. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" Put my put my hand down my cacks. Pulled my hand down. And went, "Oh God." this is disgusting like it was all like brown liquid and it was like fuck 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 and uh whipped the blanket back and i had spilled a pint of guinness on myself before i'd gone to sleep so that was oh, like, <laughs> that's what that was and now that story's right. going out to everybody who knows me great but um yeah <laughs> yeah other voices must have been the last yeah good way to start <laughs> other voices must have been the last time that i saw you guys i think must have been. I think Gav was, might have signed you in Fibbers or something, but definitely for you, Taryn, it's probably the last time I saw you. So ha- yeah, I don't, I don't get out much. <laughs> well, certainly not anymore. How, how have you been finding um, everything with COVID and all that kind of carry on and not be, like how you, like how was twenty twenty essentially? Um, 
for us, I mean, as a band anyway, it was it was very productive. I mean, obviously we couldn't gig, but as as a lot of artists ended up doing, we just wrote loads of music and recorded music and like now we're in the position where we have like some really big stuff coming out uh soon. So like it was very productive. Um personally it was it was pretty boring at times, but like I I tried to make the most out of like the time at home and stuff anyway yeah. myself. And Gab yourself? Yeah. Um yeah like some at the start of it I think it was kind of a it was a very good thing because we were able to practice like um well not the start of it but kind of the middle of it when we were able to practice again we were able to like work on new stuff a lot because there was no gigs in the way but then like now at this stage it's it's just getting ridiculous and I want to get back gigging and a lot of stuff has been delayed but I suppose everyone's in the same boat you know yeah so but it seems yeah. like even just from flicking through like your Facebook, it seems like you guys actually kept fairly consistently busy. Like you were doing obviously uh, live shows and you're recording music as well. But I was just saying like, as like, like I was trying to create art at the beginning of quarantine and I wasn't able, like, did you guys find it difficult at all not to be a create stuff when you're in the same room or like, did you have like, did you have any creative block whatsoever or? Um, for me, I, I write a lot of, like, a lot of the, the Bicurious songs, like parts of the Bicurious songs are written at home um, by me. Obviously, most of it is done in the practice space, but anyway. Um, and, like, I did find that, like, being stuck at home, I ended up just kind of, yeah, being slightly, like, annoyed at the stuff that I was writing because it was just kind of, like, not really inspired or whatever. And um, we went away in September um somewhere that shall remain undisclosed <laughs> to do something that shall remain undisclosed for two weeks and um, which involves playing music together um and it was a lot of fun like it was really really good fun like it was one of the best experiences of my life doing that particular thing and when we came back i was like super like inspired and we wrote like three songs within like two weeks which for us is like really good because we're really slow at writing songs yeah so um i think it's it just showed me that like doing like having experiences uh, outside of your house is actually really like a important thing for like inspiration for me anyway which is not something i considered before to be honest yeah, yeah. I kind of like I only started kind of making stuff as soon as I actually started going on walks and stuff but for like the first two months just being fed up sitting in the house and then I was wondering why I can't actually get anything mm. out and like what about yourself like in terms of creating stuff over all this uh, I find it very difficult to do it without Taryn I don't know why but uh, as Taryn said the thing that we did for two weeks which will be uh, this undisclosed thing. for the meantime <laughs> Um, yeah yeah uh whatever it is most people probably know but anyway uh yeah that was like a real boost i think for the both of us um like it was just a very good time and uh as taryn said we got like three songs written yeah three and, songs uh, is a lot <laughs> yeah that for us anyway it, it's a lot yeah some you hear some bands like like our managers uh, how many he's like two albums written or something yeah what? yeah but he I don't know. It's a different writing yeah. process. Yeah, our our manager Alex is in a band called The Last Vinci, which you should oh, check yeah, out. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I know them. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but he's like a songwriting machine like he writes a lot a lot of songs and then which is cool like it's i wish i could do that but i'm like really really critical sometimes when it comes to the stuff that i write and like i'd write like loads of lift like um riffs and like song parts and stuff in my bedroom and then sometimes i'd bring them to gav in the practice space and they just re wouldn't really click because our music is quite particular with like all the loops going on because yeah. it's just the two of us certain things just don't really translate to an actual you know live band situation so um so yeah it takes us longer i think than most bands to write songs but is at it, least we put the effort into it at the end is it kind of like once you kind of get into basically the state of flow that then it becomes like you get past the frustration it i don't know yeah 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 i think so um like it's it's uh the best songs that we've written i think pretty much all came from like jams Jam, okay uh, and some songs that i you know, I, I found like the main kind of like lick or riff or whatever at home, and then we de developed it in the practice space. But like, I think when it's all created within the practice space, there's a lot more kind of like organic groove to it because it's just the two of us playing together. Hmm. Um, yeah. And how have you find it like um, at the? You've been I see you like doing like a, like a lot of virtual concerts. Like, how have you been finding them? Like, because it must be weird playing. I saw you playing one gig, but you're not even in the same room together. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you find like the dynamic of that? It must be. It must be strange because I would always say like I've seen you guys numerous times, and you're very much a band that when you see you live, you just want to like kind of jump around. It must be very strange playing and bopping, but not actually having you know of audience actually in front of you. Or do you just kind yeah, of just? Play? I find that. I find that uh, live streams just are not the same real weird um like it's good that people are doing them and stuff you know you need to like people organizing them yeah like it has to be done but it just isn't the same without an audience there especially for the type of music we play because we very much rely on a crowd and uh like people moshing about and the stuff like that it, yeah. and like we did one in shinae there and it was real weird like at the end of every song i usually like stand up and like thank you so yeah. it's just like Thank you, everyone at home, and no one's like cheering. It's very, uh, it's a very yeah. weird. Experience. It was really awkward. I um, because like you did the exact same thing after every song, and every time you did it, I felt more awkward. <laughs> and I just, I just, what to do? I just like, oh, what the heck? But, um, yeah, no, those they're, they're like as as Gav said, it's like it's good because it's kind of like the only thing that people can do right now, so it's good mm -hmm. to have them. But it's just like. As well as some of them are done, uh, you just kind of, it's it's not the same feeling. Like it's just weird. Yeah. Well, I... Um, Farah, can I ask you a question? Oh Did yeah. Did you go get on. knocked out of one of our gigs? Yeah. Uh, I got yeah. I got knocked out at um at the I think which one was it? I got knocked out at uh, the one in the uh in Workman's. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being. I remember like just I can't. What what was it? I was there was a guy crowd surfing or something. And just, I remember smiling at my friend Alexis one minute and then suddenly 
being on the floor and there was these two like real dude guys going like hey man i just saw you You just got like knocked the fuck out are you okay and i was just like yeah i'm fine they were like dude you like were here and then your head went down like here it happened so fast ton of bricks (laughs) and i was just like i must be really concussed because these guys are like out of a really bad 90s back in venice beach film or something do you know what i mean like but they were like they were like it was crazy dude and uh i remember uh <laughs> i remember uh what was it alexis came out and he i he, he must have done like basic first aid or something but he came out and he was like uh so what you're going to do now is you're going to follow my finger okay so you're going to look at you're going to just your two eyes focus on my finger and he goes, okay, I'm going to go over here, put his finger to the left, go over here, put his finger to the right, put his center. And he did it like three times. And he goes, how did you think you did? And I was like, nah, I think I did it perfectly. And he goes, no, you didn't. You stared straight at my face. He goes, your eyes didn't move at all. So uh, he put me in a taxi and sent me home. And then I got out of the taxi later on and went back into the into the into workman's only to be sent home again. But yeah, no, uh, <laughs> very badly concussed. <laughs> I think, was uh, that the gig? No, but yeah, no, it was, yeah, I did get knocked out at one of your gigs before. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Probably from being knocked I out. Missed, <laughs> yeah, I miss that people get knocked out at gigs. You know? <laughs> I miss people at gigs. It's not a good gig until people. someone gets knocked I out. I don't know. <laughs> what are you yeah. saying? I, I don't know if I want people getting, I don't know if I want people getting knocked out at our gigs. Getting like, severely it's, just, it's, it's not good. Bit, like, um, yeah. No, it's not good. I'm only messing with yeah. <laughs> It's just yeah, it could it could end badly on us, you know, like insurance and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it was just it was Keep just going. I remember it was just one, you know, just um, when somebody I think it was a stage dive, just when you come feet first. I remember um, I remember being at uh, a gig in it was we had free tickets to see the story so far when I was like sixteen and fibbers and um, getting kicked in the head from people jumping uh, from crowd surfing feet first. <laughs> And just the two big Doc Martin boots into the side of the head. And um, we were with, I was with Zach at the time. And I remember just being told that I went instantly pale. It's its not fun. Like people should not, you can crowd surf if you want, like, but feet first is just ridiculous. <laughs> not a good idea. Yeah. But anyway, what else? No. So wait, you, I saw that you were, so that you, um, you did two unreleased songs in December. And then you were also, when you were, you were in a uh, production in October. So yeah. Oh wait, I can't. Is this the thing that can't be talked? That's the thing. Okay, (laughs) we'll leave that. Um, I mean, like, it's we just don't want to like say clearly what it is because we're still preparing it, and like we want to, you know, have like a big like this is happening, and like you know, have a big impact. That's why we're not saying what it is. But like anyone who remotely cares about us probably knows what's going on. So oh, that makes me feel like. But we're still not going to say what it is. But yeah, like, and then for like, so say for 2020, so I know you have that, do, like, and then you have the Tangent Festival, like, do you have any other things lined up in terms of gig? Because you guys would have gigged, I would have considered you guys a very consistently gigging band. Like, I, you, would, you would play quite at least, you know, maybe twice a month in Dublin anyway, from what I remember. Would you say the same? Yeah, near the start, we would, we were trying, like, we were getting to a point where we were trying to gig less in Dublin to kind of have more, like... You know, bigger gigs yeah. at like further you, further apart, uh, in Dublin especially. But, but yeah, we would be kind of gigging. Yeah. 
So. And would you be up for touring again? Because I know you toured England and you toured France. Would you be straight back for touring? Do you think, or would you give it? A, would you give it a while before you? But obviously, when things are when you're allowed to actually travel around again. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, like but that's kind of an obvious. We um, we were hoping to to do like a lot of touring when this big thing happens. Um, and but the thing is, we have kind of like uh, because like I'm a dad, and yeah. we we like to just kind of like take things easy um, in terms of touring. Like the way we were doing it up till now is kind of like two weeks at a time. So we never we always come home after two weeks, even if it's just like for a day or two, and then we go back uh, on oh, tour okay. just because we like to kind of take care of ourselves first because touring is very draining, especially if, if you're not like staying in like fancy hotels every night and like sleeping on floors and getting offered beer every night, sometimes as payment, uh, you have to really kind of mind yourself. <laughs> otherwise, beer you is payment? <laughs> Does that happen? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, not, not all the, most of the time we get paid, but sometimes, you know, People feel bad because they can't pay you and they just like give you a drink all night, which is nice as well. Yes. But Do you know, it's funny. You yeah, sorry. It's not, a sustainable, it's not a really sustainable lifestyle. Do you know, it's uh, funny. Like I remember the, the first time I got it because I went as um, Monkey's photographer when they were with, uh, they're doing that tour with the Meat Puppets. And I remember going on and thinking like, oh, this is going to be so cool. You get to see what a band is like and all that kind of carry on. And then when you meet the Meat Puppets, they're so mellow. And then Monkey, I think, drank for like the first week. And then afterwards, they were just like, drinking is impossible on this tour it's just such a student just don't do it like when you're playing every single night like <laughs> you think you think it's going to be one thing and then you see it and it's just like no it definitely isn't and the level of travel as well in small vans um being on top of mm. each other and stuff with all the gear in the back as well i don't know how people do it for the extended periods of time that they do like i think kiss went on yeah i was like um you're straight yeah but kiss like probably have oh, yeah, how probably many have... tour buses yeah and... yeah that's a good point actually yeah. <laughs> we're, unfortunately we're not the biggest kiss, you know yeah <laughs> i was i was listening to a podcast one time um about this irish uh session bass player who lives in the u.s and she like plays bass for like loads oh, of kind yeah. of like metal bands and stuff oh shit and um like he plays for like really kind of heavy bands and so the interviewer was like oh i must be mental going on tour with those people and stuff and she's like oh no 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 like you know nobody drinks nobody smokes like i do yoga before i go on stage and stuff it's <laughs> like those professionals they like and was it kind of like nobody actually like parties or you know on tour apparently like that's what they say anyway yeah because like you can't do it like drinking every night it's just not possible yeah, the Motley Crue days are done. I remember actually over quarantine, I read Slash's autobiography um, and some of the stories that they have mm. in it. And the other one is um, Nikki Six's autobiography. I forget what it's called now. The Heroin Diaries, I think. Heroin Diaries. Heroin Diaries. Just the stories yeah. of some of the stuff that they're doing in it. It's just like, that's just, you can't, you wouldn't even, for starters, you wouldn't even get away with it. Like there were, I remember, I think it was yeah. Bill Ward from uh, Black Sabbath, everywhere they went. Bill Ward? Uh, they used to chuck. They used to always yeah. chuck a TV out the window for every hotel they were in, and he was late for a flight one time, um, and got it, got in the taxi to the flight, and then realized that he hadn't chucked a TV out of the window that he was staying in. So he went back, oh, went up to the room, chucked the TV out the window, got in the taxi, and then went to the airport. Like the days of that kind of shit are long done. I think people realize it was just annoying at the, at the end of it. <laughs> just not nice, yeah. real severe antisocial behavior. 
Um, yeah, you get pretty like you get cancelled pretty quickly with that sort of behavior these days. Well, you I couldn't think. you couldn't tolerate. Sure, you'd be be arrested straight away. But I think the attitude back then was just ah, <laughs> they're the lads, like almost. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think. Yeah. Tell you what, that's the only thing. That's the only thing I can think of. I can't think of any other band these days that that the kid around the way that that was, except for maybe something like Asking Alexandria. But other than that, no, I don't really know. What was the, what was the thing, Gav, that uh, the Alpha Male Tea Party lads were talking about? Uh, Joey Jordison, what he used oh, to do yeah. on tour. He like he drank his piss or something. Ah! No, no. <laughs> <laughs> The balls pissed, but he didn't. Did you say he drank his own piss? <laughs> Is that not what he did? No. No, no. It was on the, the Alpha Male Tea Party lads <laughs> have a podcast. And I think it was like the guy from Maybe She Will was on, and he's a tour manager. But he was like um, on a tour with the Murder Dolls, which was like Joey Jordison's band. Oh, wow. And yeah. He drank one night and he pissed his bunk on the tour bus he didn't uh, drink his own right okay that, i got That'd that be funny though. <laughs> there's a huge huge distinction between the two of those actions <laughs> was there not something like they peed in cups and like left them in the fridge overnight or something or am yeah. i fully that out of thin air like i'm not sure i can't remember that bit yeah, but sure we're maybe we're slipping on out the guys used to huff a dead bird they had like a dead, they had, I think, and slipped on in their early days. I can't now, it, actually, I think it might be your man dead from, in, uh, from, what the fuck, from Mayhem. But there was a metal band who, you, before they went on stage, they'd have, I'm pretty sure it was Slipknot, had this jar that would have a dead bird in it. And they would huff it or they'd give somebody in the audience to huff a dead bird and be like, and be like straight afterwards and just continue on with the show. They were very I mental in their, in their early days. <laughs> I'm just thinking there. I think you could be right. There was something they used to do weird stuff, like drink their own yeah. piss or something. There was, I feel like there was something along those lines, but I can't. I can't comment because I don't really remember. Joey Jordison's gonna sue us now. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, like a uh, slander thing. But um, does does he? Even, I don't even know if Jordison's Joey Jordison still plays. Because he has that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Actually. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying to think now. Um, well, so, yeah, no touring, recording. So then you have something coming out in two weeks. Uh, I was just wondering, like, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, what, what kind of music would you guys have been listening to now with the stuff that you're creating? Or, like, over has there been any new shift in anything you've been listening to or anything that you've um, really taken to that you would never have thought of before? In terms of music, like, or anything, actually, really. Um. I, well, the big thing that's changed for me is that I got a new car. <laughs> it's, it is related to what you just said. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, going somewhere with it. Uh, I got a new car and I used to be able to play Spotify in my old car, but with this one, I only have a CD player. Oh, so okay. I like rediscovered my whole library of CDs that I hadn't touched in years. And I started buying CDs again, which is like really weird. Because they're still as like new CDs are still as expensive as they used to be, which sucks. Yeah. Um, but which means that I bought myself, I got four CDs recently. I got um the new Sufjan Stevens album. I got oh, the okay. new Strokes album, which is amazing. I'm hooked on that one, and I got the latest. And so, watch you from afar, and 
I got something else as well. I can't remember. But yeah, that's kind of what I've been listening to in the last while. I don't know if you've noticed, but I have, like, I still collect CDs at the back there. I don't know if you can see them in the very back, but there's also another shelf over there. About 900 CDs in the room. But I recently got a record player as well. And that's really changed. I've been listening to music, but I've, I've, I keep every week. I just go, I'm not going to get a new record. I'm not just save up your money. And I still end up fucking buying one. <laughs> uh, and Do you find that your listening experience, uh, changes much listening to records as opposed to cds well i find actually sit with the records actually sitting down i i tend to more just actually lie in my bed and just actually sit down and listen to it whereas when i had a cd i would normally put a cd because i had this um, cd player that you'd like put five cds in and they would play them and i would have that going for like mm. the duration of like when i was ever painting or drawing but you were never really fully actually listening to it do you know what I mean? Like you would, it was just yeah. kind of just there. Whereas I think with the record player, when I'm actually sitting down, uh, I say it's the same when you're actually driving to something with the CD, you probably, you probably listen to it more than you would if it was just on in the background. But, um, with the record player, yeah. you definitely listen to it, tend to focus in just a little bit more on it. Um, and here, and, de- yeah. and I definitely hear stuff that I'd never heard before as well. Um, I used to think that the idea of listening to a record player and the saying that the audio audio difference was a huge thing. I was like, it couldn't possibly be that big, but there is just a there is just a little there's a bit of a difference with it. But uh, Gab, like, what type of music? It's were you kind of funny. Oh, sorry, go on. Apologies. I was just gonna say it's kind of funny that we're um, we're saying like, oh yeah, you know, back in the days of CDs and yeah. now it's all about <laughs> records. <laughs> I think like fucking millennials they have it all backwards. Like twenty twenty uh, twenty nineteen, I think, or was it uh, twenty twenty or twenty nineteen was the first year um, since the invention of CDs that vinyl outsold CDs, which goes to show okay, how now. much they're how much they're selling. And that's I think that's not for, for money. I think that's actually quantity of of purchases rather than actual money being made off them, which is pretty impressive. Wow. But uh, Gab, like, what type of music were you listening um, to? Oh, sorry, Taryn. Sorry, I keep cutting across. <laughs> one, one last thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to give anything away, but I, I did place a rather large order for some vinyl this morning. So, oh. Hint, hint, oh. nudge, nudge. I'll just the, say that. Getting the inside scoop. <laughs> yeah. Go on, Gab. It's, it's your turn to speak now. <laughs> sorry, Taryn, for cutting across it so many times. Yeah. Um, what have I been listening to? So uh, I was supposed to listen to an album today that Taryn recommended, but I'm after forgetting what it was called. What was it called, Taryn? Uh, it's a band called Deep Sea Diver. Yeah, I'm going to listen to that. And then today, who was I listening to? Uh, I had like my daily mix on, and it's like loads of random new metal. So who was on it? It was like Limp Biscuit, of course, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, who else was on it? I think Papa Roach on it. That was oh. random. And then uh, I was just listening to their And So Watch You From Afar and The Hot Sprockets. Oh, nice. the last few bands. I was listening to yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but Papa Roach were like the band that I was obsessed with um, from the age of 12 to... Till way too till like till eighteen. So I did my hair like Jacoby Shaddix till I was seventeen years of age, and I'm not joking. I will send you. I'll send you the, I, I'm not messing. I will send you the photos after this. Uh, after this episode, I might even use it as the cover photo of the episode. Mm. But <laughs> no. But anyway, um, guys, we've been talking for about a half an hour now. So uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say before before we go. Any other little bit you want to add? 
Um, not really. I guess <laughs> kinda, we kind of said it all. Kind of covered it, yeah. There hasn't been much that we can actually say, but we've been very busy. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, we can't wait to release some music. Well, I can't wait to hear it, man. And uh, just want to say, like, th- thank you. Sincerely, thank you for coming on the podcast and being the first guest and everything. It means a lot. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. All right. Anyway, talk to you later. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. All right. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. So that's the first episode done. Uh, I hope to do this. I have two episodes recorded after this one. So I'm going to start releasing them like once a week, uh, starting from today. Hope you enjoyed it. I just want to give a major thank you to uh, Zachary Stevenson for doing the intro music. And um, yeah, so we're going to finish up with a song from By Curious uh, called I Don't Do Drugs, I Just Sweat A Lot. Enjoy and thank you so much.